0: Hello listener, welcome to Switch It. It's still only April, but we've had sunshine, we've had hard-fought championship cricket, and we've had a good old laugh at football over the whole Super League business. And yes, I know we've got the hundred to come. The world is far from being back to normal, as the situation in India sadly shows, but the uh, after the severe curtailment of last season 2021 is looking far more promising. Summer's coming, so today I'm joined by a couple of ESPN Crick Info sunbeams in UK editor Andrew Miller and England correspondent George DeBell. Blinking in the light there. Lots to discuss since we last got together with the Championship and IPL ongoing, England Injury Watch featuring Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer, and the curious case of Ed Smith, national selector and rest and rotation architect who last week was emphatically dropped. First up, though, Miller, you've doubtless already been for a net or two. How broken are you?
1: Less broken than I was after my first net, which is progress. <laughs> That's all I can hope for. Um, although I have bruised my bruised my hand dropping a catch, which is a good start. So you know, starts are I mean to go on. But yeah, uh, the sun's out, and um, yeah, bring it on.
0: Yeah, good. Uh, all socially distanced and sanitised, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, George, you've been you've been back to Edgbaston for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Not, not able to sample the catering at the moment,
2: though. No. Although they're still giving us nice tea and coffee. But we can't really complain, can we? It's, it's a very uh, strange environment. It really is. It's not as much fun. I mean, I'm not complaining at all. But it's weird <laughs> without anyone else there. there a very few journalists, no spectators. So uh, it can feel kind of like watching on a, with the sound down on a giant TV. I, I, I don't know. It's, some days have felt quite long. But I've been lucky. I've been at really good games. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait for spectators to return.
1: I mean, that 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 in a nutshell is the massive difference between. I, I've been at Chelmsford for my first two games, which has felt absolutely normal. You know, almost a, a tiny little grounds, a tiny little press box. We've been moved into into an overflow suite, just effectively the corporate suite at, at Chelmsford, which is just a just a marquee on stilts. Uh, about five people there. It's felt. Delightful, small and <laughs> small and parochial down at down at Chelmsford compared to, as you say, the massive widescreen, huge, great uh, media centre at And It's just a, the difference between stadiums and grounds, I guess, and it really. Does, well, and also does feel how the world's
2: changed because obviously, well, obviously, but when I started at Edgebaston, for example, you'd have probably three local journalists. You'd have people from the Guardian, Times, Telegraph, and Independent. Um, that that conversation that's gone it's completely gone so that's really really weird it takes a bit of getting used to um, it's just different as I say we're, 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 you can see normality can't you it, it, it's there we're not so far away but the sooner we get back there the better right eh?
0: it's getting closer and uh, well even if we're not in press boxes we're watching on live streams and getting pretty much the same experience we will come to all that um, First one to get into is, uh, I think, the changes made to England's selection. Uh, The departure of Smith, uh, the elevation of Chris Silverwood to a position of dual responsibility as head coach and selector. Uh, There are various ways of coming at this. um, Ray Illingworth is bound to get a mention at some point. But George, first off, how much of this was simply the fact Smith's time was up?
2: Well, I mean, I don't, it's not as if he had done a particularly long period. I mean, he he would have liked to do at least another year, I'm sure. You know, the cycle would always include the away ashes, I think. I think the there is an element of slightly clearer reporting lines, but I think it's a bit of a nonsense to suggest the head coach wasn't always responsible. You know, if England lose the ashes, it was still going to be Silverwood's head on the line uh, and i think really what's happened is that um ed smith wouldn't particularly toe the line he was being dogmatic in his decision making uh, i'm not sure he was being a team player actually so i think it was more about individuals than uh, structures and i think it could have worked the the current system and it can work this way too but uh Chris will need a lot of help and it'll need to be there'll need to be a lot of dialogue between him and the scouts. Uh, and that's absolutely fine. What happened with Ed is that I think he became quite insistent and there was a bit of mission creep in the way that he went about things and I think that uh, whatever they're saying I think he ha- they made the change because of the way that he was doing the job
0: it's interesting that sort of in the in the fallout um, various places sort of described as as sacked um, there's clearly been a a restructuring going on there and and people sort of look back at some of the the things decisions of his time in that role miller um talk about kind of stuart broad being left out uh, for instance in in the caribbean but a lot of these decisions um would have actually come down to the coach and captain uh, on the ground um and yet the buck stopped with smith it seemed was is that just a sort of reflection of the fairly old-fashioned nature of having a selection panel sitting above a coach
1: well, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think especially at this time, this time that we're in, with with such expanded squads, even you know reserves on top of expanded squads, it does seem a bit odd to to pin it all on Smith. But as as George says, there was clearly a a certain amount of an antagonism creeping in there. But you know, I I I wrote a piece to reflect on Smith's three years in charge. I I, I went into it thinking. I was going to be pretty critical of, of his role, but actually, in the end, I, I looked at the looked at results, looked at the, you know, compare the the results, particularly away before he got involved, even lost eleven out of thirteen in in in, um, in India and Australia, I think it was, uh, then won six in a row leading up to the the, the defeat in India this winter. Um, there's clearly been a, a change there. The the focus on rest and rotation, which I think I'm I'm actually agree advocate of i believe that it's the right thing to do it it is it's broadening the base for england particular fast bowlers giving them an opportunity to to really you know get you know ollie stone and mark wood uh you know like like for like potentially and equally likely to break so you know if you're if you're sharing the load across across an ashes series you've got a chance of having fit fast bowlers plus joffre archer of course it's i reckon it's extended anderson's Career Broad's Broad's anger at being dropped has almost certainly propelled him to greater heights. So, again, a little bit of rubbing up up against each other there. I, I don't think he did it too badly. And, I mean, again, I, I reflect on the, the original shots that he played. And that, I think this is probably where, I mean, George alludes to the sort of the mission creep. I, I suspect that, you know, he's, a, he's clearly a restless mind. He's an intelligent chap. He's clearly got wild ideas that he wants to try and play some shots with. And I thought that first year... When he brought Joss Butler back back from the cold, he got Adil Rashid in. Didn't work in the long term, but in the short term, for winning against India in a specialist role of you know taking key wickets and and then going off to Sri Lanka, where I thought that that squad that he selected, his first overseas squad, was really his zenith. Um, I think it all got a probably got a bit samey for him after that. Um, again, George has mentioned the uh, the incident in in Barbados when uh, England went in with with Curran over over Broad as as a as a sort of tipping point. But I think potentially that tipping point was going to happen anyway, because England suddenly were turning a corner. They were becoming becoming a team that were winning again. And therefore, if you're a guy like Smith who likes to try and keep things keep things up in the air and keep things moving, you're ultimately your job as a selector is continuity when you when the team's <coughs> doing well, you've got to try and make sure that you're not chopping and changing and, and, and causing too much mayhem. So on on balance I thought he did a good job. Um I don't necessarily think there's an issue if the selectors and the coach and the captain and the players uh, aren't always seeing eye to eye. I think a little bit of rubbing up against one another is probably a good thing. If everyone is singing, singing from the same hymn sheet, then you won't know whether you've got the wrong hymn sheet, will you? And um, so, I don't know. I, I, I was, when, when I weighed it all up, I was more impressed with his time uh, than not.
0: Yeah, I think you wrote he, he came out in credit uh, and presumably not just in terms of um, Sue's corner references in
2: Private Eye. <laughs> um, can, I, can I just come in there? Because I'm not yeah. sure we're comparing like for like, are we? If if we're talking about his away record, um, we haven't included Australia in it because he hasn't done that tour. True. Uh, and it It's just he said a few things like that as well. I don't think he wanted to select Ben, ben Folks, for example. Ahead of uh, the series where he came into this, uh, Sri Lanka. Sri
1: Lanka, yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, I, I would give a lot of credit for the knowledge of Farbrace and Baylis for that success. You know, they 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 kind of knew what worked there from their experience. Equally, I'm not sure that they the selectors meant to be above the captain and coach. i really not. They're meant to help them. I just I'll give you a couple of examples of things that happened in the past, and why that I think if James Whitaker, for example, or Jeff Miller had still been. That, that selector role, call them what you will, chairman of the selectors, old fashioned terminology, it could still have worked. So, but head of the last Ashes tour, I reckon James Whitaker picked Leach in the test squad. And the captain and coach said, We want someone with a bit more bite. We want a leggy. Basically, we want Crane. So, Leach was out of the squad. Crane comes in. Whitaker doesn't really, certainly didn't make a fuss. Don't think that they've ever talked about that. Uh, but that's how it used to work. Equally, I remember another time, England needed a couple of bowlers. I can't remember, I'm afraid, who they picked. But I think it was that period where Farby was head coach, briefly, and he said, no, 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 that's not what we're after. We want fast bowlers. And so the two they picked, they got rid of, and I think they brought in... Mark Wood G- made
1: his debut that, that year, didn't he?
2: He did. I don't mean that one, but uh, that's that's an interesting one. That, that was... Uh, it's an aside, yeah. I don't think I mean a test squad necessarily. Just just on the Mark Wood one, Mark Wood. Okay, so Chris Jordan had a good tour of the West Indies. He was going to play the first test of next summer, which I think was New Zealand, wasn't it? Yes. And yeah. uh, they said, look, we're going to leave you out because we want Mark Wood to play before the Ashes. We don't want anyone making their debut in the Ashes. Uh, so you just get miss a missed test. You'll be back later in the summer. It's never played again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what happened. Uh, and obviously, um, d- these decisions aren't necessarily wrong. But they what they show is uh, the communication that went on between mm-hmm. the selectors and the captain and coach, and, and it changed for various reasons. One, you had a selector who was more insistent on their views, which isn't. I, I agree with you. Actually, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But you also had a head coach who was uh, who lacked confidence in his opinions in Trevor Bayliss because he hadn't seen a lot of county cricket. Again, that's not a criticism, it's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, and so he would say, and he really did say, I'm not sure I agree with him there, but he knows more about it and he's got very strong opinions. And a classic example of that would probably be Joe Denley, who, who was terribly close. When we went to Ireland for that game against Ireland, <coughs> Jofra's debut, Joe Denley was going to be in the World Cup squad. I promise you, I went to the pub with the... Some of the coaching stuff in the evening, and really argued about it, uh, and he was in the squad that day. I promise you. Um, and uh, did, did obviously... you get him
0: out? Did you argue him out of the squad? Is this what you're revealing here? George? No, I'm not. Uh, because uh, I mean, Lee's it's World not Cup it, because it
2: wasn't. It's, these things are never black and white. There was obviously <laughs> some logic in him being in the squad, uh, and, and and and. Liam you know, Dawson some... has you to thank for a World Cup winners' medal. Well, yes, <laughs> 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 uh, just me. Not, not his parents, not his coaching teams. Uh, just so a- the, um, there has always been a lot more communication, I think a, a bit more of an understanding that the captain and the coach had to have the team they wanted. Mm. And I think that Ed was more insistent that he was right at times. And that caused a bit of anim- animosity. And while the captain and coach should still be able to get their way, they didn't always necessarily want to be having this sort of abrasive relationship, this this standoff. And, and I just think there were too many people, and there were successes. I mean, there's, the signature selection has got to be Joss Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he took a punt on Don Bess ahead of that, in uh, those, those, that, that first summer he was in charge. I thought that ever since he picked Don Bess, he was desperate to make Don Bess work, you know, to vindicate his original decision. Uh, we all know, Dom would know, that he was selected quite prematurely. I mean, He's selected on talent and uh, on promise rather than achievement. And, you know, I, I think the jury's out on whether that selection has been a success. Personally, I think it is on the Joss Butler one as well. Because while Joss Butler has had every opportunity to succeed, he's batted wherever he wanted, he's uh, been given the gloves, had the gloves taken off him, had the gloves back, you know, there have been consequences, and the consequences are Johnny Bester and and Alley. Now he, he's, he certainly got involved with Moeen, uh, Ed. He, um, he, I just don't think he fancied him. And then during a test match, his, uh, the test match at the start of the Ashes in 2019 here at Edgbaston, uh, he, he had a conversation with Moeen which seemed to have unsettled him during the game, absolutely or right on the eve of the game. You know, uh, he also had that conversation with Moan right at the end of the tour in India where he said, you know, maybe you want to stay after all. Well, well, why are you doing that? He didn't do that to anyone else. <laughs> so it's absolutely not a black and white situation. But I think, I'd say again, it could have worked. And I think this is a decision born out of personality rather than structures. And They will say that there are clear reported structures and there is a bit of truth in that. Chris Silverwood is absolutely the man who's going to be held responsible for stuff and that's fine but I think he already was really
0: yeah, um, Miller. This uh, sort of brave new world is not entirely um, without precedent, given the um, the Illingworth Supremo uh, era when I mean, that's almost by accident, I suppose he he became the the coach after getting rid of Keith Fletcher. I think um, having already been in charge of he, he, the chairman of selectors and 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 you know had his selection panel. Silverwood, obviously, a very different kind of character. Um, he he, uh, he he laughed off the suggestions in the Hove car park that he might be in any way like um, Illy, um, and and but he certainly now has quite a bit on his plate in terms of uh, getting round, looking at players, and leaning on James taylor as as head scout you wouldn't have thought that trevor bayliss would have been quite so suited to uh, uh, being in charge of selection in the same way um, as we we've touched on on his um uh lack of familiar familiarity with the county circuit um but do, i mean do you think this can work and is the, is it perhaps the future from here more um personality-based kind of appointments in the in the way that a football club might sometimes have a manager and a director of football, or you know, might change that structure depending on how it's working.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, the, the the comparison with Illy is is amusing, but but <laughs> completely flawed. You know, they're both Yorkshiremen in the same way that my dog is a dog, same as a Rottweiler. It's not. It's just not. It's not quite. Not quite um, like for like there. Um, so, I don't. I don't see any dogmatism spare the pun, um, <laughs> with, with the way that Illy's going to function. Uh, sorry, Illy, there we go. Done already, but Chris Silva's going to function. S- silly.
0: Like. S- Silva's. You know, I think,
1: I think it's, as you, as you say there, I think he is probably the right type of character to be this sort of overarching coach. It's much in the same way, uh, dare I say it, as I think Peter Morris might have had success in an umbrella system. As opposed to just being the the single fall guy, if you're in a position where you where you're delegating responsibility to all the right people down the chain, um, bear in mind you know Peter Moore's had had, had Andy Flower as his 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 right hand man, and, and we all know how how effective he became, uh, so you know there's there's opportunity here he's got he's clearly got a huge number of, of talented guys un, under his under his remit now he's you know we've got Mark orscothics just been appointed Jiten Patel you got Thorpe and all these all these all these Collingwood the, the, a huge wealth of of knowledge and that's leaving aside all the, the the stuff that's um we've got on the on the other side of the of the pyramid with with uh, mo Bobbitt and 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 the, and the and the the structure that's been built up there through the lines all the rest it, it is it is a superstructure that there aren't many areas I don't think that are going to go unnoticed in all of this. I think it, it you know for all that's uh, you want to make sure that Candy cricket doesn't get put to the put to the margins and you know don't get guys not being given the credit for achieving. I think the way that things are set up at the moment is such that you know the, there is there is there are eyes and there are live streams as well. There are ways to keep an eye on players. Way beyond um, the the old school method of actually being there at the ground and and watching with your own eyes and all the rest of it. So, it is it is entirely possible. I do think he's the right type of character not to not not to take the power uh, to heart. Um, and you know we've already got a position certainly in the white ball side where you know we haven't been touched on 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 Ed Smith's role there. But it it wasn't really a role at all, was it? I mean apart from. His very Apart, from Joe weird attempt. Uh... Apart from the Joe Denley factor, which got kiboshed, that was pretty much his only attempt to interfere with what was clearly already a an emerging world-beating side uh, when he came into the role in 2018. Clearly won the World Cup with pretty much the same side. And the situation with Alex Hales, whereby, you know, endlessly being asked, Ed Smith was endlessly asked in, in, in the past few months, uh, is there a way back for Alex Hales? He couldn't give a straight answer, and the We're not here was, to
2: talk about that today, Andrew.
1: Is what he <laughs> precisely. Was, he We're not here to talk to that about question. that. He didn't. Have, he didn't. He, he didn't have the power to pick Alex Hales, which says an awful lot about where his role in white ball cricket existed. Owen Morgan had a veto essentially, uh, and that's fine because England are winning. And, and you know, if, if, if England start losing. I dare say, when Morgan's head will will be on the block, um, and rightly so. It's, it is a, it is a, it is the it is the, the, the burden you carry if 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 you are, um, if you if you're willing to put your head above above the parapet.
2: And that's why the rewards are so good. And a, a little another little reminder here, because I I think not everyone understands this. Ashley Giles, for all that he seems terrifically amenable most of the time, <laughs> uh, he's ruthless. He's properly ruthless. There's a track history of him doing this throughout his career. He is prepared to make very difficult, awkward decisions if necessary. And I think this one was a big one. That's a very good question about Alex Howes. And let me give you
0: an example. Um, on, the, uh, <laughs> on, on the subject of um, kind of data and weighted averages and all that, I mean, George Moe Bobat is, is a bit of a protege of, of Ed Smith. So we're not moving away from, from uh, any of that business, are we?
2: Well, I don't think we ever really embraced it anyway I thought that was Ed Myth that's, that's where it comes <laughs> from nonsense. Well, what, what data told him that picking Jason Roy was a good idea for the ashes it's smoke and mirrors it's nonsense they're not looking <laughs> at the data at all I think that Keaton Jennings' weighted average
0: in the summer of uh, 2018 was about 35 or something, you know, even Keaton though... Keaton
2: Jennings would be another one. I mean, I don't have the figures to hand, and I didn't know you were going to bring it up. But Keaton Jennings' recall is very interesting, because I reckon he played... After he was dropped and before he was recalled, he played something like 25 innings without passing. We passed 50 twice, and they were hundreds. One of them on the flattest wicket in the world, and one of them were very good innings, to be fair. Uh, he He'd be a good example of someone who was recalled to vindicate an original decision. And this idea that he's a, a spin specialist, I don't know whether... Well, it's come from an, an excellent innings he played in Gaul, uh, which is absolutely fine. The 100 in Mumbai, oh, I, I'd be a bit careful about that one. I think he was dropped on 0, dropped on 28, something like that. I believe he was, yeah. Uh, and, I, and it was before the pitch started spinning. I mean, I, I don't want to diminish the achievements because, you know, test hundreds, bloody hell. Good luck to him. But the the, the idea that this, this... That regime were particularly interested in data... You know, picking Joss Butler, that, that's a absolutely reasonable, yeah, decision. <laughs> but it's a hunch. It's a hunch. For picking Don Bess, I've been through his data. He was averaging, I think he still is actually, more than 40 with the ball in second 11 cricket. Data, Schmater. They're not looking at data. They use the data to justify it. If you that We live in an era, an era where people think they can explain everything through data. It's an absolute myth. Now, that's not to say these things aren't helpful. The biggest decisions you make in your life, anyway, aren't based on data. To decide who to get married again, with, with through data. Decide where to live through data. So, go on, go, on, go, on,
1: go on check the bank, balance. to be there.
2: <laughs> well, you do. And, that, and that's actually probably not a bad example. I'm carrying this metaphor far, too so far. But the, but the point being that uh, you know, these things are useful and you're an idiot not to look at them. Uh, you know, you can't just pick people who look awesome but don't actually score any runs. Uh, but I, I, think the idea that they have been scientifically going through the data is, is a nonsense. And I, 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 honestly, I ride a coach and horses through it. I think I just have, haven't I? If you want more detail, I'm happy to rant on it a bit further. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, Crip, we will.
1: We'll will be sending around the hitmen right now. W- no, they're yeah. great,
2: but they are. But you know, they do market themselves a bit. I love their data. It's brilliant. I love our data. I'm a stat geek in many ways, but that's why I can tell you that data's like words. You can put it in any order you want to justify the point of view. Honestly, you can. I do it. Uh, well, uh, I... <laughs> you know, the whole thing, it, mowing, mowing well, alleys. Uh, I tests, do. Mowing <laughs> strike rate, yeah? Test cricket being better than what? Underwoods? It's uh, pretty good. Yeah. 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 But equally, his uh, average is probably worse than, I don't know, Mike Gattins with the ball of it. So, uh, you know, uh, and and his economy rate too. So where where does it stop? Do not think that data gives you answers. It might give you some guidelines. I mean, I did um, have a
0: friend who once explained, he was sort of mulling whether his attraction to another girl meant he should dump his current girlfriend. And he he did put it to me in terms of he'd, like, done the maths and decided he was better off staying with his girlfriend. So, you know, some people do work like that. That's Um, very interesting. (laughs) And they say romance (laughs) is dead. Um, But (laughs) let's assume that data will still feature... Lucky girl, eh?
2: uh, Lucky, uh, lucky girl.
0: Yeah, I think they're still... I was going to say happily married. I think they're still married. Um, Name him. Go on. <laughs> if you're out there, Henry. Uh, so uh, the <laughs> the, um, the selection of the um, the groups for the Summer Miller. I mean. Uh, We'll assume that data will probably be used. Uh, there's a, there's quite a bit of championship cricket still, be, still to be played. Um, there are factors like the IPL and uh, quarantine restrictions uh, on coming back from India to to uh, keep in mind. We are sort of six uh, weeks or so from from the first test of the summer. I mean, uh, a lot of Chris Silverwood's kind of groundwork here is already done. He knows a lot of the players in the winter. They're probably going to pick a large squad anyway. Um but it will be interesting, at least, to to see who the who the names in the frame there are.
1: Won't it just particularly among the fast bowlers? Because we could we could be ending up with a situation like we had at the beginning of last summer, where it looks for a brief moment as though we're going to rotate through the summer, and then suddenly. Broaden Anderson get 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 the hump as usual and want to play every game. Because you got Ollie Stone looking lightning quick, you got um you got Ollie Robinson who's taken nine for in an in, in in innings, you've got all these guys who've been through the bubbles and have, have served their time sort of waiting on the sidelines, waiting for their opportunity. Um this non World Test Championship pair of fixtures against New Zealand are a perfect opportunity to to play some shots, particularly as you mentioned, with with the likes of Stokes and 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 Archer and other other guys injured or 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 at the IPL Barstow may still be at the IPL probably not given Hot Sunrisers form but you know what I mean, um, there there's there's a chance to mix it up and you know you look at guys like James Bracey another example of a bloke who has put in the legwork and really does deserve a chance to to show what he can do in in the, on the main event he's he's put in the form this summer, uh, but then so too is. Has uh, Dan Lawrence in a slow key way. So too is Ollie Pope. So too have incumbents left, right, and centre. So yeah, good luck to them with this one. I mean, it, it, it's going to you know it is an extension of the of the rest and rotation bubble era, uh, but taking it into a home summer is a slightly different dynamic because given that everyone is here to choose from. So uh, I, I you know secretly Ed Smith might be glad he's not involved with this one because it's not not going to be a very easy one to pick. I don't think
0: well there are one or two things that we know cer known I mean, injuries and niggles always happen early season the one that um you know we're all preying on is is Dom Sibley's finger of course i think the the sun did a pull out didn't they you know we will be um uh, pray, praying that he is fit by um june the second ben stokes is is not going to be fit he's he's got a broken finger sustained at the i p l Jofra Archer is um is going to play county cricket. He's not going back um, to uh, to India. Um, so yeah, it's not going to be George. It's probably not going to be the first uh, choice eleven by some stretch.
2: No, not by anywhere near. I don't think. Well, a bit, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the IPL? But I don't think the New Zealand team will be first choice either, will it? I mean, they've got some really good players in India right now. So no, Kane Williamson mm. presumably. Mm. No, no, uh, Bolt, no, um, Jameson, which is a, would be a hell of a shame because I think we're all looking forward to seeing him. So, um, yeah, the, the the IPL is a is a major issue in the international schedule, but that will only be increased, exaggerated by the the need to quarantine and and it's quite hard to see an exemption being granted at the moment, given the seriousness of the issue in India. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, the the positive of that is it probably will give opportunities. Uh, Robinson is. He, he Robertson and Craig Overton actually have been knocking on the door hard. Mm. In another era, I think they'd be playing already, and and I think they'll do fine. I think they'll do fine. The problem you get is if they do fine, then what do you do? <laughs> then what what do you do when they're all back? And 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 do you want to play Mark Wood and Ollie Stone as well? Maybe, on sluggish, very early season wickets. If they are, I don't know that they will be. I I don't know uh, whether you do or not. Um, because there might not be much in it for them. And equally, if you give someone like Bracey a call-up now, are you saying you've got a year? Because you probably don't want to be giving people calls-up in the ashes or right before the ashes, you know, one test before it. So um, there are big decisions to make. There is, fortunately, a little while to make it. There are loads of scouts. I can't even remember how many scouts. But I know that uh, when Alistair Cook was playing, yeah, here the other day, uh, he was asked to do a scouting report on Sam Hain, for example, um, or just uh, uh, there, there are all sorts of wild cards that could be picked. Um, some of them have been picked before, but one that it really might be worth looking at, and I'd like to see him bowl more, is Matt Critchley. Uh, I definitely think he can bat. You know, I'd be pretty confident he'd make it as a number seven, maybe a number six. So, if you're looking for a Stokes replacement. To bowl a bit of spin. Now, I haven't seen him bowl massively. I've seen him bowl a bit and he's clearly an improved cricketer in the last two years. I mean, Now, the spell I saw him bowl, he didn't bowl a bad ball and he did bowl a googly, one that, uh, I don't know, skidded on a bit, whether it's intentional. And he's got a leg break, obviously. The point being, he didn't bowl a bad ball. Um, now, if you're playing a spinner in early season, relatively early season conditions, so he might be relevant for 5% of the game, Maybe. You probably want them to be able to contribute in other ways, which is how Don Besser people get picked. So you might want to look at someone like Critchley. I don't know. I mean, he's not as good a spinner right now as Leach. But, you you know, and Moen's not available. So, so there are all sorts of people. And it's kind of fun to uh, look at these guys and know that the scout selectors, call them what you will, are really also looking in this... Uh, quite long run up to the first test, so uh, there's a positive there, isn't there? But who's going to be selected? To be honest, I don't know. I think Sibley will be all right. He, eh? it, it, it's, I mean, he he, he might play for the second eleven cricket. Uh, I think that was the plan, and he should have a game or two before that mm-hmm. series is selected. I mean, you could, you know, decide to throw out that whole England top order. Uh, but well, I, yeah, I I would, you know, is Burns the incumbent? I don't know. He's not. Yeah, strictly, well, he was. He? Not, yeah. He's no. not, not.
0: Not in the side, was he? In the, at the end of it in India.
2: Um, I think he played one bad shot in about his last six tests. I mean, if you go back through his dismissals <laughs> against Pakistan, data, yeah, data. <laughs> the, the data makes him look like he's gone blind or something. Uh, honestly, you look at the deliveries he got. He got a series of unplayable balls. I think we overused the term, but I think he actually did. And then he played a rubbish reverse sweep mm. when he was set. Uh, in Asia, and um, it goes from there. It's a, a, a reminder of how ruthless you have to be. Equally, you're not going to want to... You you know, England have invested in Zach Crawley. There's something potentially special there. You've got to stick with him, haven't you? And Ollie Pope. Yeah, well,
0: that's um, uh, the thing, uh, Miller, about um, the kind of the big gap between England's last test and the completely different conditions that it was played in. Um, but arguably, yeah, Sibley and Burns... Um, as as the openers uh, uh, in the previous summer at home, and and Crawley made two hundred and sixty seven at number three in his previous test um, at home. Uh oh, Joe Root is 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 a guaranteed uh, pick at number four. You'd think that's where things do get fairly certain. Um, Pope Lawrence Ben Folkes is maybe around, but some some of those names um, that George and yourself have touched upon. I mean, lots of people putting their Injury-free hands up at the moment. Um, the the ghosts of England openers past, in fact, as well. I mean, um, names like Sam Robson, Adam Lythe is the, the second leading run scorer in the country at the moment, um, and Haseeb Hamid scored two hundreds in his in his last um, championship outing.
1: Well, yeah, I know. Uh, Paul Paul Edwards was was waxing lyrical about about uh, egrets nesting at the top of the top of the. Um uh, the cathedral and uh, soaring soaring over the over the over new road in, in celebration etc i mean glorious uh, you've got to be careful with hsipermead it's it's too easy to get too excited and i think let's just take take pleasure in the fact that he's in form but no let's not go there yet let's just let let let, let him be let him be let him settle in um do this do this for a season and then have another look but uh but you know he's 24, isn't he? He's got he's got plenty time to come again, and um, let's not let's not rush that one. Uh, Sam Robson's a fascinating case. I, oh, I mean, he certainly looks like uh, a guy with a point to prove. Um, I I I never quite thought that he his technique looks. Looked robust enough for sort sort of felt felt a little bit angular when it got when it got to facing high quality bowling when he when he did get his chance i've not seen him yet live this summer to be fair so i can't vouch for how he's faring but he's certainly putting a putting a case in um Another one who's really putting his hand up, Jake Libby. I mean, um, you know, I, I watched. I watched him score a bloodless 184 uh, down down at Oak Chelmsford last week. He was the second top run scorer in the Bob Willis Trophy last year. He's got another hundred since. I mean, you know, he keeps racking up the numbers. You, you, it'd be it'd be rude if you know if if you want to assume that uh, numbers produced in county cricket uh, are a route into a test team, which is kind of what you always like to assume for hundreds of years. Um, He's putting a case in, isn't he? So it'd be it'd be rude not to not to not to mention him in dispatches. So it's great. I mean, this is the, you know we are spoilt at the moment, given that the the weather has been good, the pitches are dry, the spin is playing a part, uh, leg and 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 finger spin alike. It it feels as though we're a couple of months further down the line with where the season is pitches wise at the moment, and mm. so you know it doesn't feel like um, early season April is is producing. A range of of misleading performances if you see what I mean it, it does feel mm. like it, it, it's bona fide um, cricket and, and that's great and it's been wonderful to watch so <laughs> all, all of which is a long winded way of saying I have absolutely no idea who on earth England are going to pick in this first test because there, there's a lot of candidates and an awful lot of cricket yet to be played with you know eight, eight rounds of championship um coming up um we've we, we're spoiled, and um, yeah, let's let's just let's just bask in it and um, uh, see see what the selectors make of it.
0: <laughs> yes, there's plenty more to uh, put on our plates before then. Um, Darren Stevens isn't the leading wicket taker <laughs> in the country, so that tells you something. Uh, who is? Is it Robinson? It's, 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 yes, Ollie Robinson with uh, 20 wickets from his three games. Who else? Oakton, not- Higgins.
2: Higgins.
0: Yeah, exactly. Farmers exactly. Craig Overton and Ryan Higgins with 17 each. Uh, Harmer is uh, in the top five or six. Harmer's the leading spinner. And then it's Matt Critchley, actually. Um, You know, in England qualified spinners, it's Matt Critchley. Um, There have been, um, yeah, encouraging signs for the likes of Matt Parkinson, who took seven for down at, uh, at Kent. Um, last week, Jack Carson, the uh, the Ireland uh, Northern Irish uh, born off spinner at Sussex, uh, bowled very well, um, and and Dom he, Best, he's definitely what
2: he's one to look out for, isn't he, Carson?
0: Yeah, I mean he he, he at twenty years old, the level of control he had, um, and he was finding quite a lot of turning com- comparison to to say Bess um, in that game at Hove. Um, Best won the game in in the fourth innings for Yorkshire, but uh, but you know Carson, um, who's I think
2: was playing his seventh first class game, maybe eighth. So you, you don't uh, really want to be talking about him, do you, for for Test cricket at the moment? Because they've got to learn the lessons, of no, the, you no know, you, all no, the previous uh, errors they've made there. But but he he, yeah, there, there's something to nurture there, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, hold, holding his own. Um, in, Well, he, we we talked to him about April conditions in uh, in England, and he just sort of laughed it off and said, "You know, I'm from Northern Ireland, so <laughs> it's it's bloody Baltic there." Was uh, so was not, pretty
1: really much how he put it's it. Baltic. Like, like well, <laughs> no, like
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not strong in geography maybe but um <laughs> yes uh his, his fingers um are, are sturdy enough um but uh, Bess miller um he took he took six for in that um in that second innings hove to, to sort of uh, wrap up the points for yorkshire he hadn't taken a wicket in the first two rounds um and he had spoken a little bit about his winter experience um but he, he really kind of opened up at, uh, down at Hove and, and said he'd started hating cricket after uh, coming back from India. He had to have a break from it. Um, and it, it sounded like, and, and this may go back to sort of selection and how that's done in the past or Smith's role in it, but he talked about kind of the, the trust being there a two way thing and that, you know, England have picked him and dropped him a few times now and and him wanting to know that he's going to be in their plans. Maybe not this summer. Maybe not uh, in the next year or two. But in sort of three or four years, when he's when he's got those overs under his belt and um, learnt his his trade and learnt his uh, how to deliver his stock ball just as he wants it, and and he sort of yeah, you know, he's he's watched Ashwin at, at close range over the winter and 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 seen the the level that's required. But I mean, it's it's kind of I suppose interesting to hear him talk about that and heartening to see him um, get a performance in as well.
1: Very much so. I mean. I- I've got an awful lot of time for Don Bess. I I I liked the the ability the ability he showed on on debut. Um I mean I've talked about this before. For certainly for spinners in England, the ability to bat is absolutely fundamental. And I thought the character that he showed on his in his debut series against Pakistan with the bat, he got a fifty on debut, remember, and a forty-seven or something in the second test as well. Uh, he he looked to the man of born in in sort of attitude and 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 presence when it comes to test cricket but as we all know as a, as a bowler as a spin bowler he is a work in progress and he's been he's actually been very good and very open very very modern i suppose in talking about mental health and 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 he's he's addressed it in previous series as well and he's talked about it a little bit in in, in the last few days as well he he's he's aware he's he's more aware of his his mental well-being than than previous um, previous generations would have been, and so hopefully that's a good sign that he that he that he's that he that he's got 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 both sides balanced and and the way in which he's bounced back from a tough start to the season and taking those six wickets the other day in that that killer position which I've always felt very sorry for spinners you know you go through weeks and weeks on end of barely being used and then suddenly he gets to that fourth innings it's like here you go this is your moment now don't 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 balls this up and he didn't. He, he took the first five wickets to fall, he, 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 he found his areas, he, he, he found the bounce and you know, the, 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 the enjoyment of getting, getting stuck in that, uh, that clearly he'd been lacking uh, all through the, the, the India tour. Um, so fair play to him, and uh, it's, it's a great, great thing to see. I don't think he's ready to go back to Test cricket yet. I think he does need to just chill and get, get stuck into some hard overs and, and get, 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 get his enjoyment fully back but you know that competitive spirit that that desire to be a part of the t- the side and and really in the thick of the action i'm i'm heartened to see that, that that's still still burning bright because you did worry at times in his in his torturous experiences in india whether whether he'd had some of the fun beaten out of him and um yeah uh, let's hope it, it it's back and uh, it can 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 burgeon again
0: indeed um we yeah we we don't normally spend much time talking about spinners at this time of year we don't normally spend um a lot of time dwelling on the possibility of uh, someone scoring a thousand runs before the end of May, given it's only happened uh, eight times or eight men have done it in, in the history of the game, and, and a lot has changed in 150 years of first class cricket or whatever it is. But um, we've got, George, we could have several a several horse race um, <laughs> for this uh, historic sort of um, landmark coming up. David Beddingham is um, the. Leading run scorer in the championship, uh, having passed 500 already. He's uh, obviously uh, South African up at. Durham, um, but there are several England players as well Adam Lythe, um being among them, and Matt Critchley is actually the third leading run scorer in the country as well currently so uh, again, uh, adding to your um, to your uh, praise for him but uh, yeah, this is a, a rare old kind of um, confluence of events, the amount of cricket that's going to be played over the next five weeks, there's, there's plenty of opportunity, um, Nick Compton was the last to get close in uh, 2012 I think, and uh, you were possibly even there at Worcester when it raised um, on May the thirty-first, and pushed him over uh, by a day uh, to reaching a thousand. I think on June the first. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's a curious record, isn't it? it doesn't it doesn't really mean a, a lot in the great deal of things. But uh, but fun to be able to talk about it.
2: I think it's revealing in a way. It probably tells you that the ground staff have done a really good job of the pitches this season. I think there's been a real concerted effort to try and produce better. By better, I mean better batting wickets. Uh, look, they're they're a little bit slow, I suppose you would say, but of course they are. It's April. <laughs> I, I think they've done a terrific job, and maybe uh, it's relevant that 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 uh, change of points uh, for the, the more points for the draw, eight points for a draw now. Maybe that's relevant uh, to the style of cricket that's been played. I think it probably is. It's been a bit more attritional, which means it's sometimes a little bit less entertaining, but it also means it re- reflects or mirrors Test cricket a little more. So uh, I think those runs, the runs that have been scored, the fact that spinners are bowling a bit more, that's positive. I think that, uh, you know, the ECB have listened and learned. That that That's really good and encouraging. Well, I would say, I mean, I really liked Sam Robson. always did. I thought that his issues were, I thought that the media got to him or the scrutiny got to him, you know? I've, one of the things he was always terribly good at is judging the ball and off stuff, but he started leaving straight ones, didn't he? Uh, Which is a bad sign. Uh, I just, yeah, and I think he's a really good player. I just, uh, and you would think that sort of his Australian upbringing would mean that he was used to Australian conditions too, but you'd have to be careful uh, judging the runs made now, Hamid and him and stuff, and then thinking that's going to be replicated in Brisbane, for example. I mean, the, the conditions are almost as different, particularly for openers, as between Ahmedabad and England. So, uh, it's still quite difficult to make any really strong judgments, but it is encouraging, and I think that uh, you know county cricket has to perform a role in helping produce England test players, and uh, it is by by improving the pitches. It is probably doing that a little bit better, so that that's a big tick in its box, I guess.
0: Joe Root will certainly be happy having uh, made his comments on on the system. Uh, come the end of the India series. In fact, he's not had uh, a particularly um, productive time of it. 100, I think, in, in six innings. and, and uh, He said root out. Is besides... that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I mean, you know, it's all, it's all up for grabs now, isn't it? Um, Hamid,
2: by the way, has hair very like you. I mean, I, uh, at first I thought that he was Russell Brand. <laughs> Stampering around. He looks yeah. completely. For anyone who hasn't seen him for a while, uh, he looks vastly different but it is lovely to see because even in the field he's clearly relishing every moment, he's busy, he's quite vocal, uh, it strikes you as natural and fun Yeah, it's lovely to see uh, I agree with Miller, you, you would be really really cautious about what you did with him right now in terms of England selection let's see, he's got another few weeks as well I wouldn't, it's not impossible I, I think there's a lot there to like but he looks like he's really enjoyed his cricket again and that's, that's a big thing
0: I I've no idea whether um, uh, letting your hair grow obscenely long has anything to do with run scoring. I haven't been uh, been in the middle for a while. Adam Lide seems I'll, to have
2: managed without doing yeah, that. Doesn't
0: he? Yeah, it's not. It's it's a it's a working theory. Um, Miller on on the. Um, the the first few rounds of this new conference system you've been out and about a bit or you've certainly been to chumstead uh which is you know where else does a man need to go <laughs> but um what what are the sort of the views uh from the shires on on this um we, we've got kind of 10 game run towards as i believe it's being called super september when when we'll get divisions um and who are the and who are the uh, the sort of runners and riders uh, at this stage you think essex obviously beaten at the weekend uh, you saw them turn it around at durham um, hampshire have looked good uh, winning two out of three uh, somerset have won two out of three but lost one i think as well the, the roses teams are, are tussling for top spot in um, group 2 or 3
1: yeah i mean it's it's been i've i've really enjoyed the, the this group stage i mean the pr- the proof of this system will come when when they split off in August, and you have the, the the top league, second and third third division, and then suddenly you're going to end up with with teams in the third division, broadly playing for nothing, and that that's the thing I think everyone was a little bit wary of in the pre-season. They all say, "Oh, well, I prefer the I prefer the the old school two division." But right at this moment, when everyone is playing everyone, and you know you got you got Durham and Essex for instance. I mean, the, you know. It was great to be down there watching an absolute humdinger of a game at Chelmsford between essentially the last great team of the county championship against the current great team of the county championship. You know, you're talking about Durham, who won three their three titles between two thousand eight and two thousand thirteen, and then got relegated in two thousand sixteen. The same year that Essex got promoted, they haven't played each other for eleven years, and then suddenly they come together in a sort of in a sort of heavyweight bout that hasn't hasn't been able to happen because of. Their, their separation across divisions and it's it was an absolute humdinger and, and Simon Harmer settled it in the end but not before it was being pushed to the absolute wire over the course of four days it was glorious and you know this this opportunity to to mix and match and you know test these different teams that perhaps have been pushed to the margins for too too many years is great of course you've got teams like Leicestershire who are just looking lost uh, regardless of who they play but I, I don't necessarily see a problem with with tossing it around a little bit at this stage of the season, uh, and you know you're still going to end up with a situation as we saw with the Bob Willis Trophy last year, very truncated scenario. But ultimately, you can't deny that the cream rose to the top. The two best sides in the country got to the final, and the best side in the country won it. And and I I do sense that the same is likely to happen this year. I I do sense that Essex, despite losing the first time in 22 years, they have you know they they they. 20, Twenty-two as, matches, I think. Twenty-two, I think. 22 <laughs> matches. Yeah, yeah, years, <laughs> yeah. It well. feels like
0: a long unbeaten run, but, uh. <laughs> but
1: no, you're right. But you know, the, the, their first loss in a long time. But at the same time, their competitive juices are such that I that I, you would be surprised if they didn't find a way to, to rise to the top. As you mentioned, Hampshire are looking formidable. Um, Somerset have uh, had that incredible chase at, at, uh, at Middlesex. The, the, the right the right teams that, that you would expect. Are capable of putting in the right performances that will that will keep them uh, bubbling to the top of their groups, and then hopefully we'll have a humdinger come, come Super September or whatever they want to call it um, to, to decide this. So, yeah, I there haven't been many stage, surprises, there. have there?
2: Not haven't many, been no. many upset, if, if any, I mean, actually. I mean, I arguably, mean, I mean, I mean, Warwickshire
0: knocking off 2 250 against Simon Harmer was uh, uh, the upset of the, the tournament so far.
2: Yeah, I meant, yeah, but they, they were, would have been, at the end of the 2019 season, they would have both been in Division 1 in 2020, is what I mean. Mm. You haven't seen many sides that would have been in Division 2 in 2020. I, I think there was one. but uh, There are very, very few upsets. Now, that, no, it's not necessarily a bad thing. As you say, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but it might mean long-term that you don't have the best playing the best. Mm. Uh, and you might have some soft wickets and soft runs. That, that's the worry. Longer term... My worry would be... I'll make a little prediction for you here. So the 100 will be expanded, I suspect. I don't know whether it'll be um. played over 100 balls. I suspect <laughs> it hasn't it even won't. started yet. And <laughs> I, yeah, but I suspect it will be a T20 competition in a couple of years. Um, I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I, I, I suspect whatever happens, it will be expanded. So it'll become 9, 10, 11, 12 teams. 12 teams, I reckon. At the same time, you've got... That division three, whatever you want to call it, rump at uh, the end of the championship. Again, six teams. I, I think it's a lot easier for um, for things to be added than cut. You know, you don't have to dig up a rose to kill it, you just stop watering it. And that is, I suspect, what this has will become happen. become a gardening podcast. Yeah, it was. All right, doing loads <laughs> of gardening. Um, that is what I suspect will happen. So the teams in Division 3 will become ever less relevant. The teams that are not included in the 100 will become ever less relevant, or the, the, uh, the grounds which don't have hosting rights, yeah, will become less relevant. So I suspect there'll be quite a lot of crossover. So I suspect that Northampton, Derby, Leicestershire, I think they're facing a very, very uncertain future. I wouldn't be optimistic at all. But the interesting thing is, because most people would accept that that's the case, those three clubs are in trouble. The interesting thing is there'll be three others, and I can't guarantee to you that Worcester's going to be all right. I can't guarantee that Essex are going to be all right. Honestly, I can't. And anyone who can, you know, you'd have to doubt it. Because the picture I've just painted, you can see the logic, can't you? They don't have to make big cuts. They don't have to do that. They can seem to be generous. And that way they get the number of teams they deserve, they, they desire. Now, a lot of people will be thinking, well, that's fair enough. There are, they, lots of people think there are too many teams. That's a completely reasonable point of view. I passionately disagree, but it's not ridiculous. But I do think we're getting there by stealth. Mm, and and well, this is I... part of that. So so I, I think this this championship structure is part of that. I also think it creates far too cosy conditions for head coaches who can say, well, you know... There, there's not the the massive peril or incentive of promotion and relegation. And, and, and peril matters in sport. You know, that's why the European Super League was part of the reason it was so unpopular. We like peril. As a spectator, as a director of cricket, it's a bloody nightmare. But it's not about them. It's what? about entertainment. Th- and at the moment, they, they can say, oh, you know, second conference, second division, whatever. It doesn't look <laughs> as bad. They don't have the axe hanging over them in the same way. And while that might help them make longer-term decisions about selection, about young players... You know, I think that the role of coach has always been to juggle long-term development, short-term success, and if they don't like doing that, they should go and become plumbers. Well, but is, I think it, it's just... Just...
1: <laughs> is this just not though? Is this this scenario not just bringing forward the peril to a degree? I mean, I can see a scenario yes. come 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 the last couple of rounds where there are a couple of really big teams that have to win two games to get into the top group, or 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 whatever it may be, or tight little teams who, yes. who have got a real yes real puncher's chance. I mean. I can't. I can't. It's not. It's not. I agree. There's the lack of jeopardy in the in the end game is going to be going to be a concern. I don't think it will seem as bad.
2: Okay. I don't think it will seem as bad necessarily. Not getting into the first. I think uh, you know if you're in the second, you might think okay, we'd like to have been in the first, but you know only six teams get in. We had a rained-off game. I just I think it will make it a bit softer. That's all. And we don't. (coughs) And there's been loads and loads of good stuff about. Uh, This season, and actually, that game that I saw the other day, Essex Warwickshire, geez, it was brilliantly tough. I mean, Essex were the better side for quite a lot of that game, of course. They should really have won it, uh, probably. But uh, it was the good thing is, it was really, really tough cricket. But you would kind of expect it to be. I think Essex are about to play Worcester, aren't they? That will be interesting because Worcester have struggled in the Red Bull cricket for the last two or three years. Equally, uh, to Essex, I'm trying to think who. Else, you know, those there will be some mismatches. I'm not saying this game against Worcester will be, but it would be interesting to see, you know, how, how players on the fringes of England whether they really cash in against, you know, slightly easier attacks or anything like that. I don't know. It would just be interesting to see. Well, you've
0: certainly loaded up the peril for uh, supporters of Leicestershire, uh, Derbyshire, North and so on. Uh, Mm. I think if the ECB don't make chomps at an international ground in the next couple of years, uh, they're missing a trick. But um, (laughs) we've we've probably just about got time... Miller for a quick whistle stop tour of the England players at the IPL. Um, we, we've we've really feasted on Champo, but there there is other cricket going on. I mean, it's perished the thought. But um, uh, out out uh, out in India, where uh, there obviously there are other concerns as well and uh, the the um, the public health situation um the uh, and, and that has the IPL is ongoing but there are as an on, there's a debate there about how much um, value it is or whether it's you know providing relief and so on and uh, we've seen some Australia Australian players leave um the tournament in recent um days partly because of how difficult it's going to be to get back home We saw Liam Livingstone uh, come back uh, because of bubble fatigue uh, again in advance of an extra quarantine uh, requirement being added to travellers from India to the UK. Um, But on on the actual field uh, of play, there there have been um, some interesting performances. This is a T Twenty World Cup year, of course. England don't. don't know for certain how they're going to go at that tournament what their their ideal 11 is so I mean perhaps the CSK um exploits of of, of Moeen and Sam Curran uh, is the place to, to begin uh, not least because there are only about three or four other England players in the first <laughs> 11s um yeah. at the moment but, uh, but the, Moeen and Moeen and, and Sam Curran have helped get um Chennai back back on their perch almost
1: well, it's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, you know, the the Chennai are the are the the godfathers of the IPL. They've they've been they've been to the playoffs eleven times in twelve years, uh, and last year was the first year they haven't made it when, for the years they weren't suspended, obviously. And Sam Curran was pretty much the only good thing that came out of their their campaign last year. This year, they seem to be building their team around him and, and extraordinarily Moeen as well. He was a spare part for RCB for the last couple of years. But the pair of them, I mean, the pair of them between them, they're probably they're probably fighting for half a place in England's first choice T Twenty side at the moment. They sort of, they have half a roll with the ball, bat sort of seven or eight. No, no, no real, no real fixed abode for either of them. And suddenly, here they are, are the, 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 the 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 grandest team in in T Twenty history, arguably, is is basically building uh, their renewed campaign around them. It, it's been remarkable to watch. I me mean, mowing. Has just been smoking sixes like he's smoking kippers. It's it, it, he, he's just he's just chilled. He's he's found he's found a he's found a level again that, that he simply hasn't been able to have with England for a while. I mean, it, you know that extraordinary audition he put in, scoring forty three from seventeen balls or whatever it was in the Chennai Test on the eve of the uh, of the IPL auction, basically reminded all of India what he how languidly he can strike the ball. And lo and behold, he's he's been picked up by Chennai, the same the same franchise uh, as the as the ground he was playing at, and has gone on to perform similar things. And on top of that, he's picking up a small matter of three three for seven with the ball as well. So, you know, what a what a case he's making uh, on on that front. As for Sam Curran, I mean, I've banged on before about how. He's just completely unpigeonholable. How how on earth do you define what Sam Curran is other than an exceptional competitor who seems to find ways to get? we well, you got Virat Kohli out the other day. You got Andre Russell out at a key moment against KKR. He's he only had one innings this last week, but it was thirteen from six balls in a crucial stage late in the innings, uh, uh, and he he smashed one extraordinary six over cover that basically was pure timing. Um, I don't know what he he does and how he does it but he's an incredible cricketer and um, yeah uh, the fact that England cannot guarantee either of them a starting place in their their T2011 is either it's either a sign that England are an extraordinarily good T2011 or, and this is the worrying thing for England's plans ahead of the World T20 it's a sign that the game is evolving more quickly than perhaps England's T20 team is and uh, if they can't find a way to build their team around these two they're really missing a trick so um, interesting interesting ponderings for England um, ahead of uh, uh, the World T20 in, in India and obviously Owen Morgan himself is, has had a curious time of it uh, for, for KKR he's only got out of double figures once but he, that was a, a twice now actually but he, he got 47 from uh, 40 balls the other day and a really stodgy pitch there would been a lot of them around actually um, but yeah apart from all the guys who are, who are either injured or coming home or, or unused it's been a limited uh, limited output for England at the moment.
2: Will we will we really have the T20 World Cup in India?
1: It doesn't look like it, does it? <laughs> <It's> well, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: that's what you're here to tell us, uh, George.
2: I can't believe we would. <laughs> I mean, the, the the issue with it is that the replacement venues are in the UAE. and I mean, it's a bit better in the UAE, but <laughs> it's really, really tough, isn't it? I, but you would think that it's just irresponsible, really, to have a are you just the resources that are required by cricket oh, I, don't, I don't necessarily get into the politics of it but you know if you get hit by a cricket ball on the head do you need to go to hospital and have oxygen is that appropriate can you if you can't they shouldn't be playing and if you can and it's taking it from someone else you probably shouldn't be playing anyway uh, I just wonder whether England will want Chris Wokes back for that Lord's Test
1: well, fascinating. Yeah, well, he who, he was in such good form. Who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah first so first said, they've back, changed
2: pitches, it. haven't they? So, uh, yeah. and 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 you would think that the older, the longer the tournament goes on, the more tired the pitches get, which is inevitable. Uh, he might be of less use. So I just wonder. It would take some planning, wouldn't it? Because he's going to have to quarantine. Mm. Uh, but bearing in mind, they don't have an all-rounder in the same way. They don't have an experience You know, there's there's no Stokes replacement anyway, really, is there? But you know. In another era, Wokes would be the England all rounder. Um, Moen's busy. Uh, maybe there would be a case for asking, if, you know, if Wokes is just sitting in his hotel room. Get him home early. Get him playing. I, I well, that know, was that whether... was
1: the that was the the dispensation written into the into their. Contract, it was, wasn't but
2: it? but that was before we knew how long the quarantine period was, and also you would think that coming. I mean, the, the world's changed. In the olden days, you would think. Well, Wokes would need a Red Bull game or two, wouldn't you? That's that's what we'd have thought like three or four years ago. Now we think nothing of people, you know, flying in, playing a Test match, having not done it. What what Moen played that Test in India? He hadn't played a first class game for what seventeen months or something.
1: Something like that. But I mean, you know, it's, it's it's very typical of Wokes' experience in the last um, last year or so it? Yeah. to be to be the England England player of the summer and the PCA awards and and go out to India and and not get a look in at all and then be the player of the first round of the IPL and then not going to look in at all. I mean, you know, just as well he's a nice bloke because any more of this, he'd be turned psychotic, frankly.
2: <laughs> and then he'd be locked up and it would be absolutely no difference from his current lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, he's, I'm sure his five-star hotels are a wee bit better than a prison, but you know what I mean? He, that is a fella that's spent a lot of time alone in a hotel room in the last six months. Yeah, There's well, only so uh, much you can do with your Corby trouser press. <laughs> <laughs> Invented in Birmingham, uh, for,
0: uh, just like Chris Wokes. Presumably, right? Corby. I mean, <laughs> presumably.
2: I, uh, where's the Midlands? We'll take it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Chris Wokes, uh, very good egg. That is not in doubt. Um, well, that pretty much brings us to the close. I think. Just, uh, I think mean, confirmation of um, uh, confirmation of England women's uh, schedule for the summer. Miller, that's uh, it. Features a test match. So that's that's good news for them
1: yeah down at bristol against india i mean uh, uh, fascinating uh, you kind of thought that the test matches were, women's tests were were a thing of the past but um no fantastic I, i'm 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 all for all for it i just hope the pitches are slightly more sporting than we've had in recent uh, women's tests i remember the, watching uh, the ashes down at wormsley in 2013 was a, was a terrible track and was it Canterbury? More recently, wasn't wasn't the most gripping encounter either. So let's hope, uh, let's hope it's it's got a got a bit of sport in it something more, a bit more like that Perth wicket they had for the Ashes uh, yeah. down under in twenty thirteen fourteen. Now that was a proper test. That was the only good England test of the winter, frankly, given, uh, given what happened to the men currently. Um, so yeah, yeah, a uh, th- bit of I think, bit of think... pace and bounce. That's what we want.
0: I think that's the only result, Test England, uh, England, well, no, they lost at Wormsley, didn't they, to, to India uh, as well, but uh, yes, um, lots of draws, uh, they will be playing uh, India in tests and limited overs and, and New Zealand uh, at the end of the summer, um, and George, you've already mentioned the dystopian uh, Futurescape Tournament the 100, uh, w- wickets will remain wickets though, not outs, so uh, that's something to be cheerful about
2: it didn't, didn't bother me at all um, uh, I, but you see outs used all the time and, and you know IPL coverage at the bottom of the screen because it's a shorter word than dismissals but uh, it, uh, that stuff doesn't bother me at all in fact I thought it was a marketing gimmick honestly I did I, and I think we all fell for it Yeah, we're well, still it's, a, word it's a con- or the tournament the, uh, <laughs> I mean marketing's absolutely fine but I thought that was a confected debate because deep down everyone knows that it doesn't really matter Having said that, you and I have had uh, emails, haven't we, about uh, Crick Info decided to use the term batters, uh, which. Oh, yes, I, we've had a few of them. Uh, and I would say the same thing. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm thoroughly in favour of that decision, by the way. Uh, I think it's absolutely the right way to go. But even if I didn't, I would think, Jesus, there's better things to worry about, because it doesn't make any difference at all. You know, people talk as if it's the breakdown of law and order and the end of humanity. Um, but the uh, yeah, so I thought the Outs things was a confected debate to try and because it came at the same time that they were sending out all those emails going,
1: don't forget you can still get priority tickets.
2: I still don't want them. <laughs> uh, so I, I, th- I yeah, I, I, that- it,
1: it got to me though that, that Outs thing. It it just, it just it, it did it did annoy me intensely actually because it just it just added to the general stupefaction of sport that's going on at the moment. it's like why 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 do you need to just be stupid? Why 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 can't you just you know accept that there 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 is a lexicon to this sport and if you if you buy into the sport a little bit you'll learn the lexicon and it'll help you learn more about the sport I I, I don't I don't see a problem there. And, well, and, I agree. You know, Look, I,
2: I think the same about I, I I can live with. You see, I've never been anti the hundred format, but I do think they made it more difficult themselves. Just call it the the ninety six or the hundred and two. I mean, <laughs> why why would the one o two not be as eye catching a title as the hundred? I mean, honestly, what. Uh, am i missing something we're
1: uh a fair point. and, and if they had us...
2: reduced the blast to 16 or 17 overs i'd have been absolutely fine with that if, if that's what it takes to get the bbc to show it no problem
0: none of us are clever enough to be marketing men so uh who knows um
2: do the cleverest yeah. people that you were at university with did any did they go into marketing they <laughs> sure as hell didn't go to cricket journalism of course
0: yeah yeah exactly I don't, people in glass houses <laughs> um, um, we should probably leave it there we, yeah um, out are out bat, batters are firmly in which is you know it's the only way to, to properly make sense of uh, Steve Kirby's famous sledge about having seen better batters in his fridge Um I think that will do us for today. We've got a few more weeks of championship action, um, including the planned return of fans next month uh, before thoughts turn improper to test cricket. Chris Silwood and James Taylor presumably lining up uh, their scouting missions via their preferred motorway services. We'll keep sending out our intrepid reporters with their own packed lunches, of course, to bring you the latest news. My thanks to Miller and George and to you all for tuning in. This has been the Switch Hit podcast on ESPNCrickInfo.com.